This is James from the Gym Polycast. In this episode, we'll do part two of the Untaught Race Massacres. If you listen to my first podcast, you will know that this is an effort to fill in the gaps of my own education on what has happened in the U.S. as far as race massacres. In the last episode, I went over the Red Summer of 1919 and the race riots that stemmed from that. In this episode, I want to go over some of the early Reconstruction era race massacres and talk about what lessons we can learn from them and how it applies today. So, first things first, we'll talk about the Clinton, Mississippi Massacre in 1875. Uh, This is one of the bloodiest in all of the race massacres. And this, in and of itself, is due to um, racial injustice and voter suppression. Overall, this is about a way to um, stop the uh, Republicans in the South. They are taking control. Um, the The Democrats, who are you know at the party of the white supremacists at the time, and and former um, Confederate soldiers, uh, they're losing power, uh, and so ultimately, what happens is there's a fight. Um, kind of a riot that breaks out in Clinton, Mississippi. Um, And right after a a riot breaks out between um, white and black uh, individuals in this town, uh, the mayor calls out uh, and the state police come. And of course, they're all uh, white and it just turns into a massacre. It goes from a riot where two sides are fighting to a full-on massacre. Um, again, this is this is going back to uh, intimidating and disenfranchising black voters and is easily one of the worst uh, early Reconstruction era massacres. Uh, next is the Colfax, Louisiana massacre. Um, this outright is a a conflict that took place um, for uh, a contested vote. Um, There was a there was a a huge fight that erupted um, and let's see here trying to read a little bit more about it again sometimes I, I end up clicking through it Um, only three whites were killed, uh, whereas 150 African Americans were killed. And it's one of those where it it starts out as a scuffle, uh, very similar to how the Clinton riot did. It started out as a scuffle between white and black militia, um, where the, uh, the black militias take a few casualties trying to fight for their rights to vote and for their, their votes to be upheld, and the backlash is met with force that is wildly disproportionate, uh, to the point to where, again, in, in Colfax, uh, 150 African Americans were killed, whereas it's three white people. 
that just shows that's a huge disproportionate response. And finally, um, one of the other uh, Reconstruction um, era uh, massacres is the Opelousas, Louisiana race massacre. I've been trying to pronounce Opelousas for a little bit, and I've been going crazy, and, and I, I try to get sense of the word before I lose it. So Opelousas, you're going to hear me probably fail at that a couple of times. Uh, this is another... Um, you know, outright voter suppression, voter intimidation, uh, race slaughter. Um, and it, it came due to a uh, strongly worded article. There were, so there was an 18-year-old, uh, his name was Bentley. Um, he came down to Louisiana. Uh, a lot of people called him a carpetbagger. Um, anyways, he writes a, uh, a letter that just blows up the Democrats at this point, um, you know, just telling them and saying that they're blind in the interest of the people and, and so on, uh, Democrats to rejoin the party that didn't seek to intimidate them with violence. Um, so it, basically he just publishes this article and, um, I mean, the Seymour Knights, uh, which is a band of white supremacists, uh, went to, uh, confront him about it. Uh, they went to confront C, uh, Bentley rather. Um, and they beat him to the point that, so the Seymour Knights beat Mr. Bentley to the point of, uh, signing a retraction. Um, but overall it didn't help. Uh, rumors were spreading that the black locals were plotting an uprising. So ultimately what happened is white mobs began a killing rampage uh, after Bentley fled. And um, it was just, I mean, it, it's awful. This is, what's, this is the worst part, is the Republican Party estimates the casualties to be within two to three hundred while the Democrats at the time put it between 25 and 30. And then there was an army investigation that put it at 233. So the white Southern Democrats are really, really, really trying to downplay that tragedy. Opelousas is an example of many reconstructive, reconstruction era massacres that were strictly for the purpose of voter suppression and preventing African-Americans from voicing their needs into our government. What this really achieves is a way to pretty much stifle the black vote at this time and prevent them from fighting back against Jim Crow, which then gets put in and is some of the worst uh, legislation and, and segregation that we've had in this country and the world over. So, you know, this these race massacres, this intimidation uh, lays the groundwork for um, preventing the, the, the black population from stopping Jim Crow. Now, I want to tie this into what's going on today. Um, 
when I hear Joe Biden talk about how these new voter suppression laws in these Republican states is Jim Crow 2.0, I don't, I don't think he's over-exaggerating. Um, in my opinion, what you're seeing now is construction-era intimidation, but without the massacres. It's using state houses to disenfranchise the voters rather than state police. And it is another effort by the Republican Party now to stifle the vote of minorities and African Americans within the uh, urban communities. Now, I want to make something clear. When I talk about Republicans and Democrats in the Reconstruction era, the Republicans are modern-day liberals at that time. Um, and the Democrats were the Southern conservatives. The Democrats were the Klansmen, the slave owners, the former, cons you know, former slave owners, rather. Um, you know, and, and so when you hear that the Klan was started by Democrats, yes, that was before the Southern switch. That was before, um, or so, I'm sorry, the Southern strategy, rather, uh, in the 1900s um, and before the, the switch over, because now the Democrats in current times are the Republicans in Reconstruction times. And the Republicans in current times are the Democrats in Reconstruction times, if, I'm, if that makes sense. So um, today's Republicans, which are the Democrats of old, uh, still have to rely on intimidating and restricting the vote of minorities uh, to continue to win. Because, again, uh, the Republican Party has uh, nothing popular really to add. And so restricting the vote, lowering the vote count, uh, works in their favor. And part of that is restricting the vote in urban areas. Uh, which largely affects minorities, and in particular African Americans. And in my opinion, is just a less brutal, reskinned form of voter suppression. You know, what we need to learn from Clinton and Opelousas and Colfax is voter intimidation is still prevalent, and it has motivated racial tensions clear back into the 1800s post-Civil War. To think that these voter laws are anything other than intimidation tactics is crazy. And it's important that we take the lessons from these race riots, race massacres, really, and make sure that we are vanguarding our rights because in the past people have died to vote and it's up to us to protect our rights to vote currently in a time where um, the threat of violence isn't as high. Oh, it's still there. It is definitely still there, but it's not as high as it was in the Reconstruction era post-Civil War. Um, we we got to fight it. Um, the Texas Democrats have done what they can, and I think, by and large, the federal government can do more to protect the voter rights and voter turnout, 
And I'm hopeful that we can understand that so much has been sacrificed for people to vote that we emphasize the movement to protect that right. That's all I have for this episode of the Jim Polycast. Look for more content that isn't in line with this series, and be sure to like the Jim Polycast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a good night.